Hi, welcome to the Podcast Brunch Club podcast. I'm Adela, and I'm the founder of Podcast Brunch Club. Now, I'm Sarah De Silva, chapter leader of the Houston chapter of PBC, editor of Audible Feast, and co-founder of the newly published podcastjournal.org, which is a COVID-19 podcast review project in conjunction with two other writers. So for any new listeners out there, PBC is like book club, but for podcasts. We have 80 chapters on six continents that meet up, usually in person, but virtually lately, to discuss a monthly podcast listening list. This podcast is an extension of those conversations. So to join one of the local chapters or our global virtual chapter, go to podcastbrunchclub.com. In today's Roundup episode, we'll talk about the June podcast listening list on therapy. You can find the list at podcastbrunchclub.com slash therapy. The list included episodes from Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel, Unerase, The History of Gay Conversion Therapy in America, Last Day, and Terrible Thanks for Asking. Adela, what were your takeaways? So I found this playlist really hard to listen to, but in a good way. Like I learned a lot, but some of the the topics were really sort of hard to hear. And so I guess my biggest takeaway is that empathy is such a key component of therapy. And that's not just on the part of the therapist, but also as part of the individual who's getting the therapy, like empathy for themselves and the people around them. And I think this was really beautifully captured in the episode from last day um, about trauma, because I think he even put a quote somewhere, maybe on the on the playlist itself, where he said, nobody's saying that every traumatized person becomes addicted. I'm saying that every addicted person was traumatized. So um, having empathy for that and understanding that that's not just, you know, people within the same family could have experienced similar, you know, have the same parents, but have ex- very different experiences. So how about you? Yeah, I probably have said around maybe 13 times on the podcast that I like Last Day. And mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite shows. I think it was one of the best things that came out all of last year, 2019. Uh, so I was thrilled to see an episode and in particular that episode from from Last Day on this playlist. Overall, I think, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the Dr. Gabor Mate's comments But I think for me, one of the takeaways was this (laughs) playlist was very emotional. Mm. And um, I don't necessarily think therapy always has to be very emotional. I think there are times when it is. Um, I think of therapy more like counseling. I don't know. Maybe it's like a slight difference that I tell myself that is a little less um, like emotionally loaded. And, you know, we're... Uh, this household is huge fans of therapy. Um, it's a it's a great tool that we've used that that's really helped our family a lot individually and otherwise. Um, so I guess I I just would want to make sure that anybody listening to this playlist did not necessarily come away with the the uh, impression that you're going to be having a situation like the the woman did in the Where Should We Begin episode where she was just like having this super, super emotional breakthrough and it was just this very difficult thing to kind of come to grips with. Um, I mean, in my experience, and I I hope most therapists would tell you it can be like that. Um, and it's kind of like, I think you get out of therapy what you put into it as well. 
But I thought the playlist was very emotional um, and, and kind of draining. Uh, and, and like you said, in a good way, not in a bad way. But I don't know. That was just one of my my takeaways was that it was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I agree. And and certainly there are podcast episodes that are not heavy, but oftentimes the ones that are selected for discussion do tend to be just because, you know, do tend to be emotional. Can you imagine like Esther Peral having like a pretty innocuous conversation, right. like a therapy conversation and recording it? It would be like probably the most boring <laughs> podcast episode ever to put, to put on her feed. So yeah. I feel like there, it's just almost you know, it's not necessarily reflective of all therapy for sure. It's not, but probably just by virtue of, of these sort of sessions being recorded and mm -hmm. because they're being selected for something that's going to be discussed, they probably do tend to sway toward the more heavy and more emotional side than, you know, than something that's a little bit more dry and like factual. Yeah. And, you know, you and I had talked about this playlist before it was uh, finalized. And I was really hoping and we didn't really find it. I was really hoping we could have found something that kind of described the different types of therapy, you know. Um, and I, I did an interview with Hillary Jacobs Hendel uh, mm -hmm. quite, a few, quite a while ago for this show. Um, she has a particular type of therapy that she does. Um, there's a there's different kinds and you know, if anybody knows of a great resource where like in an individual episode, a show might go through like this is what cognitive behavioral therapy is and this is what, you know, immersion therapy is or aversion therapy or whatever. Um, that kind of that would be really interesting to me. <laughs> I'd like to learn about that. Um, I know a lot of people listen to Mental Illness Happy Hour. That's a those those episodes are are really long and um, <laughs> um, like two, two to three hours sometimes. And they will go really in depth into like one person's story and the type of therapy that they went through, et cetera. Um, so that's a, a recommendation maybe for a, a branch out. If you if you liked this playlist a ton and you want to try something else. Um, I listen to a lot of this kind of stuff. So I guess I probably have a lot of recommendations. But um, I, I just want to say about the last day episode that that – really made such an impact on me. You already touched on it about how he, Dr. Gabor Monte said, you know, two kids can have the same parents and have a completely different experience as a child. And it's not because the parents intentionally necessarily did anything different to raise the kid. Um, but it's just a different set of variables. If you were a second child, then you know, the first child didn't have a sibling at first and you always had a sibling. So the parents are going to act differently. Your whole environment is just different. And trauma can rise up from from so many circumstances. And I just I think that is um, so um, it, it provides like some some grace, I guess. You know, it's like now that I have my own kids I know that there's no parents out there that are trying to do a bad job. It's just everyone is trying to do the best that they can. Um, and then, you know, when you talk about what he was talking about, add that into the mix that the parents are are parenting kids at different times of their lives. And they're, they've never had, you know, by the time the second kid comes around, they've never had two kids before. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's like you don't know. You don't know what to do. And it's just kind of. Uh, you're just 
again, you're just doing the best you can along the way. And, you know, certainly trauma can be born out of so many things. And I believe what the counseling has taught me is that, you know, understanding where you've come from can help you chart a path forward. It doesn't work that way for everybody, but I believe that. And um, I don't know. I thought that the I had never heard of that ACEs survey either, where they it's their adverse childhood experiences. And it could be something as simple as a parent not having a job for an extended period of time. Or, um, you know, if you look back and say, oh, this parent actually was an alcoholic. You didn't think about it as a kid and you think, whatever, that probably didn't impact me. I'm not an alcoholic now, but just being around a person who's struggling with something like that, that's a that's an adverse childhood experience. So mm-hmm. um that's prompted a lot of interesting discussion uh in my in my household too, just kind of talking through that and being surprised at some of the things that you wouldn't have thought of as adverse childhood experiences and how how that might have shaped us. I don't know. This I went off on a long <laughs> no, spiel I mean, there, but it really it really made a difference to me when I listened to it the first time and when I listened to it again, I was like, "Yes, yes, yes, yes." Like I want everyone to listen to that and um believe that trauma happening to you is not something that you did. Like, you know, it's it it's it just happened. Like and you know, that may or may not lead to something like addiction, but acknowledging that something happened I think is uh really can be really healing Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean I think that there's also like you know I think that episode she kind of went into it wanting to get some answers about you know her brother experienced addiction and it was his way of coping with trauma and she was trying to understand why She's like, you know, we grew up in the same household and like it was a loving household and it was, you know, I didn't end up with an addiction. So like, why did he like he didn't experience a traumatic childhood? And then the doctor sort of broke it down for her and made her realize that sort of everybody, you know, that she did experience trauma and she just coped with it in a different way. Like she is addicted to work, mm-hmm. you know, and that and that and it also gets me thinking, like, it's not just about the environment, right? Like, it's not just about, well, we grew up in the same environment, so we should have had we had the same experiences. But each child in a family is so different. You know, mm-hmm. like I know that like, you know, one child might be so much more sensitive than the other. One might have like a really easy time making friends and the other one might not. And so those are like just individual differences among siblings that could also contribute to very different experiences of the world, regardless of even if your parents did treat you exactly the same and everything was exactly, you know, the parents had exactly the same job and there was, no, you know, even if there was some sort of hypothetical reality where like the parents could have provided the exact same environment mm-hmm. for each kid at exactly the same time in their life because the individuals, the, the kids themselves are different. They would experience things differently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's just I feel like, again, just going back to it, it's just all about, for me, empathy and and understanding and also just kind of like. I guess I I learned early on with friends to sort of analyze my own. My own uh, reactions to things Mm -hmm. like I just sort of happened to have friends who sort of 
did that. And I, you know, we would talk about sort of our own reactions to things. So like that sort of built, set me up for a little bit, an easier time of coping with things because I was able to break it down in my own head without necessarily having to go and see, not that I haven't, I have seen a therapist, but, you know, it was easier for me to cope because I was able, I had some tools at my disposal, as opposed to maybe some people just don't, they just don't know how to, they just have these gut reactions or these snap reactions to certain things. And they do, they react in a way without thinking, you know, or without analyzing first. So it's interesting, like, I think there's a lot that can be done for kids in schools of just sort of teaching them coping skills with how to cope with anger, how to cope with sadness, how to cope with um, disappointment, you know, things like that, just to give them the tools that they need to not be traumatized as much maybe by certain things that might happen in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like, yeah, this, this whole playlist was, it was really hard. It was really hard to listen to, you know, and, Mm -hmm. but it was good hard. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So why don't we diverge and talk about our latest podcast finds? Um, Sarah, what have you been listening to lately? Well, last month you recommended Wind of Change, and I think it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So uh, second uh, vote for Wind of Change, <laughs> which we already told you about last month. It's, a, it's about a potential conspiracy uh, with the CIA. It's so good. Um, and um, other than that, honestly, I've been listening to a lot of current events, and what I have been finding is – I really need the longer episodes right now. I want like a really in-depth look at what's going on from whatever perspective I'm listening to. Um, I've been enjoying Pod Save the People a lot. Uh, Code Switch has been doing, you know, lots of great stuff on um, what's been going on in the country. Uh, What hasn't been taking the boxes as much for me as the shorter stuff. Like I normally like today explained a whole lot, but to me, like a 18 to 20 minute, you know, mm-hmm. investigation is not really enough to do some of these topics justice right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they're not trying, but they, they have to stick within their format and their format is really pretty short form. So in a rare departure for me, normally I like the shorter stuff. Um, I, I've been really enjoying the really in-depth look into racism, um, you know, topics like that. And on uh, on uh, the Audible Feast website, I did post a, a list of resources, podcasts that I've listened to in the past um, that I feel have really helped me with my discovery of what does racism mean? What does whiteness mean? What's the police state? Um, what are mistakes that police have made? Uh, and how does that tie to race? And then how can you talk about that in community and make a change? So I put a bunch of recommendations out there on on Audible Feast and a Podchaser pod playlist as well. What about you? What have you been listening to? I mean, same, you know, same with current events, trying to understand privilege, understand race and racial justice, policing, all of it. Um, and and I I mean I've been learning a lot. Definitely, there's a lot more to learn. I you know obviously constant room for improvement. But I guess that's 
that's fine. That's that's what I'm why I'm doing this. So, um, but I, I have a couple of episode recommendations that uh, I think are a little bit outside of the norm. You know, there's a lot of lists out there, you know, about podcasts about race or whatever. And I actually just put out a newsletter we're recording on June 15th. And I just sent out a mid-month newsletter with some of these recommendations. But um, two, I'm just going to call out two of them today, or three. So I will sometimes listen to Katie Couric's podcast, Next Question. And in her feed, she included, I guess she has another podcast, I didn't even know this, called Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. And in that podcast, and she dropped it into her Next Question feed, um, she featured an interview with, or a discussion uh, with Bishop T.D. Jakes and Opal Tometi. Um, and it, it's the title of the episode is Bishop T.D. Jakes and Opal Tometi on the way out for our, of our American crisis. And um, they're both activists. Opal Tometi is uh, a co-founder of Black Lives Matter. And honestly, Bishop T.D. Jakes, is, he's an author, he's a writer, he's an activist. He, I, I didn't know who he was, but he is so he has this way of breaking things down and just answering questions in a way that makes so much sense and, and, and really spoke to me. Like, I cannot tell you how much I really appreciated his, both of their parts, like both Bishop T.D. Jakes and Opal Tometi, but, but in particular, Bishop T.D. Jakes did such a good job of just like putting it into words that I somehow just like really hit, hit me, hit me hard. So I would highly recommend going to that that episode and just listening to that discussion. One of my favorite parts from that episode, I listened to it too, was when he said, you can be black in this country and get a GED and you uh, you have to know, I'm getting the quote wrong, but you, you, ha- you have to know everything about white culture in order to get a GED, but you can get a PhD and be white and you don't need to know anything about black culture. Mm-hmm. So it's quite yeah. stark. He yeah, he had these these just as these things that he said and they were so eloquent and he was just so I don't know, like I want to hear I want to seek out more from him because I just think that he has she would ask questions and he would just give these analogies or these these like very concrete examples like the one that you just gave that just really spoke to me. So Highly recommend that episode. I'll, I'll include it in the show notes. But um, also, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is just like how interesting it is that there's a global movement now that there are protests all over the world for what I mean, racism is pervasive. It happens everywhere. Right. But like in particular. It 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 felt like a real American problem, you know, mm-hmm. so. And maybe that's naive or ignorant, maybe is the better word for it of me to think that. But um, but I was like, that really hit me that there were so many global, you know, international protests. And so the latest episode, or at least latest as of now, episode of Rough Translation is called The Global Legacy of George Floyd. And it talks about these global movements. They talk to a woman in Kenya, uh, a woman in New Zealand, uh, a couple of other people. And they talked about why, you know, how it relates to their 
their problems in their countries. And it just it just tied everything together pretty nicely. I mean, it's not Mm -hmm. something that needs to be tied up nicely. It's not something that can be packaged and, you know, whatever. But it was it was I just found it really interesting because I wanted to hear more. I do want to hear more and understand more about the protests going on in other countries, too, around it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, I mean, seen on radio, this has been on every list that I have seen about uh, about race and about whiteness and about privilege. And in fact, I want to shout out you because you are the one who th- <laughs> turned me on to seen on radio, the seeing white se- season um, back. God, probably like a year ago or two years ago before. I think they did a second. Yes. Right. They did a second yes, run of they the replayed season. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 So it's I mean, they. They they did a really good job of sort of breaking down whiteness, explaining the the, the history. The it's history. like yeah, from the yeah from the very beginning, like when black people were brought to this country. Period. Like or why even before that, why why were black people brought to this country and what does white mean? Yeah. Like it's like what is race? It's the best. Yeah. yeah. Why was that? Why is that exist? Like who decided that should exist? I bet you can guess who decided that, <laughs> that exists. Yeah. Um, but um, oh, uh, it's just phenomenal. And I think maybe you know it's it's long there's like 13 or 14 parts of it but man it is like it's it's life-changing to listen to that to understand all that history and then you know combine that with listening to like 1619 and some of the other shows that really talk about that that origin story of why like what this country was founded on even the current season of seen on radio is talking about what does democracy even mean and like what does that mean in terms of race and where did that come from in the beginning was there even really democracy in the beginning mm-hmm. um it's just it's just fascinating and it's just it's just really told from a factual perspective so how can you argue with that like i get real fired up obviously <laughs> about this but i just think it's not dry it's it's hosted by you know there's a couple of different hosts at different times but it's hosted by people who are highly educated that just like they know this stuff inside and out and they know the whole history. And that's who I want to hear from. Like, it's just it's just phenomenal. Yeah. So I would. Yeah, that would be another recommendation. But that's on every every list that I've seen so far of uh, podcasts about race. Yeah, I listened to one more um, individual episode that was uh, just a random one on a, you know, like a lot of shows right now. What What I've seen is a show will dedicate an episode to talking about racism or they'll, you know, it'll be, the show is not really about that, but um, I think last time I might've talked about, or maybe another time I might've talked about the show in recovery, which is also from Lemonada media, which the show last day is from, which is on our list this month. Um, In recovery is a new show about addiction uh, and about being in recovery from addiction. But uh, the host, Dr. Nzinga Harrison, took one episode the last couple weeks or a couple weeks ago and talked about racism being an addiction. And um, what I really liked about it was the discussion of what privilege means. I think she put it in really like very clear sense, very clear terms. Um, and, you know, I, I hear from some people that that's the you know, p- people will say, well, that's the one thing I don't agree with because I'm white and I don't feel like I'm privileged. Okay, but no, that's not it's <laughs> it's not like it's not saying you're rich or whatever. Like that's not what we're talking about. It's like you you need to go back to like 
way more basic than that. It's really basic sense of the term privilege. So uh, anyway, I, that that would be another individual episode that I would recommend. Is it's uh, it's called racism is an addiction, and it's from in recovery. Yeah, I would. I've I've listened to a couple episodes, but I hadn't heard that one, so I'm gonna go back and listen. But I will also just sort of preemptively say that I'm going. I'm scheduled to actually interview Stephanie Whittles Wax, who is the uh, the host of Last Day, also the founder or co-founder of Lemonada Media. So I'll be talking to her in a couple of weeks, and we will put out an episode with her. So that'll be exciting. Awesome. You also recommended that uh, that show to me a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend listening to every single episode and starting from the beginning. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. It just, I, it's well established. I give good recommendations. I mean, not yes. every time, but, <laughs> um, you know, I got some good good gems in there. From And I, yep. I am an early adopter, so. <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally. Sarah's turns me on to most of the podcasts I listen to. So because I'm not I, I don't usually like seek out new podcasts. So yeah. I'm just like I just kind of go to my regulars and I just listen and oh. listen and listen. And then when you give me a recommendation, I'll usually download it. And it's always <laughs> really a good one. However, so. for the record, you're not on board with me about Joe Rogan. <laughs> no, no. Too long. Too long. So I have kind of like a time limit. I know. I know. Just once in a while, I can do Joe Rogan. (laughs) Well, so before we wrap up, I just want to say one more thing. Um, I'm not exactly sure when we're going to be putting this episode out. So this might already be live. But our theme for July is conspiracy. And you'll be able to find the playlist at podcastbrunchclub.com slash conspiracy. Well, we appreciate, as always, that you joined us this month. And if you have any thoughts or podcast recommendations that you'd like to share, we're always up for those. Uh, Send us an audio clip to podcast at podcastbrunchclub.com. Happy listening. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Podcast Brunch Club community. Do you have any thoughts on our discussion this month? Send a message or voice memo to podcast at podcastbrunchclub.com. PBC is a passion project, and we rely on support from our global community to continue bringing people together in person and online. So if you feel like PBC has contributed to your life in any way, please consider becoming a patron or making a one-time donation. Go to podcastbrunchclub.com support for more information. If you're interested in becoming an organizational partner, go to podcastbrunchclub.com sponsors. A quick thanks to our early partners. Podbean. For one free month of podcast hosting, go to podbean.com slash PBC. Podchaser, the IMDB of podcasts. Listen Notes, a podcast search engine. Critical Frequency, the podcast network for everyone else. The Venn Media, a weekly newsletter for curious minds. And Lentigua Williams and Company, podcast network, telling stories in the seams of society. Finally, some credits for this episode. Katie DeFiori is our audio editor. Music is from Chad Crouch and Miss Ayal Ghana, downloaded from Free Music Archive. I'm Adela, founder of Podcast Brunch Club. And as always, thanks and happy listening.